T-Rex has an itchy schnoz by J.R. Fable. Chapter 3. The Stegosaurus. T-Rex walked from the great fields of grass to the great lakes of water, and he saw a dinosaur standing on the muddy shore with a row of sharp spikes running down his back. Pardon me, friend dinosaur, T-Rex said, but I was just admiring the many sharp spikes on your back, and I was wondering if you might use one of those back spikes to scratch my schnauz for me. Or you could even use all of your back spikes to do the scratching at the same time if you'd like. For my schnauz is very large and very, very itchy. But the dinosaur did not answer T-Rex's question. Instead, the dinosaur asked a question of his own. Is this seriously it? Seriously. Is what it? Seriously. T-Rex asked. It's exactly the same. Some dinosaurs eat plants. Some dinosaurs eat the dinosaurs that eat plants. And there's a bunch of volcanoes all over the place. T-Rex looked around. We do have a lot of volcanoes around here. No, you don't understand. This is exactly the same as when I left. I suppose this is exactly the same as when I left, too. Well, I was next to my favorite puddle when I left, so not exactly the same, but that lake over yonder has some very strong puddle-like qualities. No, you still don't understand, you donkey. I am a time-traveling stegosaurus from 67 million years in the past. Oh, well that is very interesting. T-Rex paused. What is a donkey? Seriously, that's seriously your question. Nothing about me traveling from 67 million years in the past, or how I traveled from 67 million years in the past, or what life was like. 67 million years in the past. You just want to know what a donkey is. Yeah, I was also curious about all that stuff, but donkey is such a fun word to say. It's almost as fun as schnoz, T-Rex said. By the way, have you ever said the word schnoz before? Because it is a hoot. But the Stegosaurus did not answer that question or even say the word schnoz so he could experience the good times for himself. Instead, Stegosaurus said, Coconuts and twine. I made my time machine from coconuts and twine. Cool. T-Rex paused. What is twine? Stegosaurus sighed a very long sigh. Twine is... Look, it's just something that I invented, okay? Cool. And did you invent coconuts too? Stegosaurus sighed an even longer sigh. No, they just grow on trees. There is literally a coconut dangling over your head at this very moment. Ah! 
Oh, so that's what those things are called, T-Rex said. I always just thought those were tree rocks. And Stegosaurus then sighed the longest sigh of them all. I was the first dinosaur to use coconuts for time-traveling purposes, though. Everyone else just sticks them in a pie. Cool! What's a pie? And what is a year? And what is time? Also, you still haven't told me what a donkey is, so I'm just gonna assume it's some fancy kind of twine. And I'm not sure if you heard me ask you the first time, but... I'm curious where we landed on you scratching my very, very itchy schnauz for me. But the Stegosaurus did not answer any of T-Rex's many, many questions. He just kept talking about how disappointed he was that nobody had invented telephones or cars or little cardboard boxes filled with juice or cardboard or boxes or juice for that matter. Well, this is all very confusing, T-Rex thought and also said out loud at the very same time. I do believe that if I hear even one more thing about time travel or twine or donkeys, my head will simply explode. Of course, T-Rex only meant that as a figure of speech and did not think that his head would actually explode. But... T-Rex also thought that he really could not take any chances when it came to the possible explosion of his head. And so, T-Rex gobbled up that time-traveling Stegosaurus. Well, now I am quite full and my schnoz is even itchier than before. I do believe that I must lay down on this muddy shore and take a nap to rest my very full belly and my very confused head and my very, very, very itchy schnauz. And so that's exactly what T-Rex did. Hello, dinosaur scientist here again. As much as it pains me to admit it, the writer did make some fairly good points in this chapter. Because though popular media would have you believe that all dinosaurs were running around together at the same time, either playing rock and roll music or having a lot of very herky-jerky fights, that is purely false. In fact, the Stegosaurus and the Tyrannosaurus Rex are separated in history by over 67 million years. That means that you, sitting there right now in human days, with all your futuristic technology like cars and computers and abundant twine, live in a time period that's closer to the T-Rex than the Stegosaurus himself. However, the writer was entirely incorrect in stating that dinosaurs invented pies. Dinosaurs did, however, invent muffins, which are an entirely lesser form of pastry than pie and do not deserve to be discussed 
in any further detail. Chapter 4 The Weird-Looking Squirrel Thing Excuse me there, T-Rex, but it appears you may be needing some help. T-Rex opened his eyes and he saw a weird-looking squirrel thing standing in front of him. Hold on, let me stop you there. I'm a little too full to chase after you right now, so I'm just gonna go ahead and open my mouth and you can walk in at your convenience. Right, and why would I want to walk into your mouth exactly? So I can gall you up, of course. T-Rex shook his head and then spoke normally. What I meant to say is, so I can gobble you up, of course. I'm sorry I spoke with my mouth open like that. I may be very tired and very, very full and very, very, very itchy schnauz having, but that's no excuse for bad manners. Oh, that's quite all right. No need to apologize, the weird-looking squirrel thing said. And besides... I think it's only rude to speak with your mouth open when you're eating. When you think about it, having your mouth open is pretty necessary to the whole speaking experience. That is a very interesting point, weird-looking squirrel thing. T-Rex paused. Is it okay if I call you weird-looking squirrel thing? Well, you could, but I kind of prefer Megazostradon. Megazostradon? It gets easier the more you say it, the weird-looking squirrel thing said. And what's all this talk about you gobbling things up that are still alive? That's not you, T-Rex. Why, everyone knows that you're a scavenger. Why, I bet you even have some kind of code of professional ethics as a scavenger that helps guide the many difficult culinary choices facing a scavenger today. I do have a code of professional ethics as a scavenger, T-Rex said and then paused. Well, I guess they're more suggestions than an actual code at this point, as I have had to make quite a few exceptions today. Well, it's a complicated world, I suppose. It is a complicated world. Why, just this very morning, I was splashing in my favorite puddle and saying my favorite word. And now here I am, lying on some muddy shore with a belly full of rude triceratops and time-traveling stegosaurus and a schnauz that is so itchy I just don't know what I'm gonna do. Excuse me, you said you had a belly full of what exactly? It's, uh, it's not important. Fair enough, the weird-looking squirrel thing said. But if you're schnoz, and that is a very fun way to say the word nose, by the way. Why, thank you, T-Rex said. I think it's fun, too. But... If your schnoz is itchy, why, I'd be happy to scratch it for you. Are you serious? T-Rex asked and then paused. Wait, 
you're not just saying that so you can try and make me eat grass, are you? Why would I want to make you eat grass? The weird looking squirrel thing asked. I mean, I eat grass all the time and it is terrible. And you're not gonna say a bunch of confusing things about time traveling donkeys, are you? No, and if it makes you feel any better, I haven't the foggiest notion of what a donkey is either. It is a very fun word to say though, isn't it? It is a very fun word to say. The weird looking squirrel thing stepped closer. Look, all I want to do is help you out and scratch that very large and very wide and very majestic and very, very, very itchy schnoz of yours. Well, okay, I guess, T-Rex said. I'm still a little nervous that this is going to turn out weird and I'm going to have to gobble you up, but it would be very nice to have this schnoz of mine get scratched. And so the weird-looking squirrel thing climbed up T-Rex's schnoz. And he started scratching. Oh my! My very, very, very itchy schnauz is very, very, very itchy no more. And T-Rex was so happy that he skipped back home to his new favorite tree. And he splashed in his favorite puddle. And he said his favorite word. Schnauz, schnauz, and schnauz. We do so love saying the, the word schnauz with his new favorite friend. The End Hello, Dinosaur Scientist here for the final time. As this chapter deals almost exclusively with weird-looking squirrel things, which feels a little insulting in a book about dinosaurs, by the way, I will leave any corrections to the weird-looking squirrel thing, Defense League. But to address a subject from a previous chapter, some of you may still be wondering how that time-traveling Stegosaurus knew what a donkey was, or what a devastating insult it was to call someone a donkey. And scientifically speaking, the only reasonable answer to that question is that a donkey must have traveled back in time to the age of dinosaurs first. Which begs the question of how a simple donkey got their hooves on enough twine and coconuts to construct a time machine in the first place, but that is a question for another time and another scientist. Before I go, I'll leave you with a reminder that only you can prevent lies about dinosaurs. Or, as we say in dinosaur language, croissant, croissant, bonjour. Which roughly translates in your human English as bendy pastry, bendy pastry, hello. For this and other completely free children's audiobooks, please visit jrfablepresents.com. 
Music by Ease Jammy Jams and John Deli and his 41 players.